Good evening, everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whenever time it is you're watching. Welcome to my side of the crystal ball broadcast from Toronto, Canada, home of the Blue Jays, Raptors, Maple Leafs and Canadian psychic Robert Lindsay Milne. That's me. Welcome to my side of the crystal ball. You know, every week, every broadcast, I'm always saying, you know, this one's better than the last one. We've got a really fantastic one. We've got a really fantastic one. Um, my guest tonight is one of the most interesting people I've ever met. In our conversations, um, I've never been more fascinated by what someone has to say, um, as Michael Feeling has when, when, when he speaks. He talks about the ancient past. He talks about uh, um, past civilizations. He talks about um, the deep sea scrolls, um, Stonehenge, and about a bazillion other things. Michael Feeling started off his professional career working 17 years uh, on, on, as a, a British uh, police officer. Uh, and then he gave up that profession and uh, became a full-time researcher. That's uh, our guest tonight uh, in the main event. Um, before we get to WWRS, I have a couple of requests. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. Uh, um, subscriptions, when you subscribe, they're, they're, they're complimentary. It means they don't cost anything. And what, and what it does is gives us more recognition, higher ratings. Like, and just click the button, yes, and uh, like us, and um, make a comment uh, or ask a question. Um, I promise we'll answer the question. We'll answer it fast. There, there's not a lot of questions right now. So um, like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, iHeart, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on my website, www.robertlindsaymilne.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and TikTok. And now, let's get this show on the road and starting off with WWRS. Once upon a time, a long time ago, there was this great spiritual master. And everything that he saw, he saw something beautiful in. Every experience, he found something good about it. He was truly an exalted being. He had a great amount of followers and devotees. And of course, the devotees and followers weren't nearly as evolved and aware as the great grand master, a few of them started to become irritated, annoyed with the fact that the grand master always found something good in everything. And they just didn't believe it. 
So a group of the followers, the uh, devotees, formed a group and they started searching far and wide for something they could show the master that he could never see anything good in or positive in. And one very, very hot, steamy uh, summer's day, as they were walking down the road, they saw in the ditch the rotting, putrid-smelling carcass of an ass. They looked at each other and said, we found it. Our master could never see anything good in this. So they hurried back to the ashram and they convinced the, 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 the you know, the, the, the great spiritual master to go for a walk on this hot sunny day. They just so happened to be going in the direction where the ass was in the, in, in, in the ditch, all rotted and putrid and covered in, you know, in, in, in maggots. And it was just disgusting looking. As they were walking and they got close to this rotting carcass, you know, the Grant Master, you know, he'd been around for a while, so he, he kind of knew what, what was going on. So as he got up to where the ass was, he looked at the carcass. He looked back at his devotees and then looked back at the ass. And then he looked up and he said, have you ever seen such beautiful, pearly white teeth? And that's what Robert says. Michael, I've been um, reading your bio, um, looking at all the things that you've done in, in your life so far, because I, I, I sense the type of guy you are, you're, you're going to be doing stuff forever. Um, you've seen things on many different levels. Um, 17 years as a police officer um, on the force, um, you saw things on many levels. You started studying um, such fascinating subject. My first question to you, though, is how do the um, the, um, the the designs that happen in the in the in the uh, cornfields or the fields? get there and and i just all of a sudden lost the word the right word help me with it would you but are you in crop circles thank you crop circles yes now how I, do I, they get I, there sound and when you look at the biblical in the beginning was the word it is really talking about the sound and sound originates from vector space which is really dots and lines and that creates sound waves through, shall we say, rotating vectors. And every shape has a sound. So when you look at letters, words, pictures, you now snowflakes, hieroglyphs, Nazca lines, crop circles, it is frozen sound. And that is what you are seeing in the likes of the beautiful crop circle, as the Greeks called geometry, frozen music. So it really is cymatics. It is a sound. How did that sound get there? largely from the rings of Saturn. And when you listen to 
the pitch and the tones and the octaves that have been transmitted from the rings of Saturn. And you listen to the sounds and the octaves and the pitches coming from the crop circles, I can tell you that they are an exact match. And in one hour and 29 please, minutes. Please excuse me for just, just one moment. Um, the, I, the lines of the, of the crop circles are an exact match replica of the of the rings of um saturn the the sound oh the, the sound oh okay the, the, sound. Sound, the sound that is coming from the crop circle is an exact pitch of the sound that's been transmitted from the rings of saturn so if you imagine as an example the rings of saturn are guitar strings mm -hmm. and the string and the vibrational wave will go through it is quite easy if you know how to to actually encrypt messages languages words sentences inside the sound waves now the great composers used to do that and you know there's many should we say composers in the modern day that do that kind of thing as well now when you look at stonehenge and you look at the planisphere system which is where the monuments and the monoliths represent a planet then stonehenge represents saturn and Stonehenge, among other things, is a transmitter, receiver, crystalline aerial. How when, do we know that um, Saturn, uh, Stonehenge represents Saturn? How, how do we know that? Because it's, it's, it's sort of documented in, in, okay. in places that there is a system called the planetsphere. And as I say, when you've got Silbury Hill, which is the mound, it matches it matches exactly the altar of witness that is on the side down in the city on mars so silbury hill represents mars and represents earth when you look at the word cairo which is the capital of egypt modern day egypt it means alcahira which means the place or the camp of mars so we have egypt we have silbury hill and we have the side down in the city that match and when you look at the likes of the face, the famous face on Mars, which is an exact mathematical replica of the Sphinx of Egypt. When you look at longitude and latitude mathematical coordinates, they tell you how to find precisely Stonehenge. Stonehenge and its longitude and latitude coordinates tells you precisely how to find the face on Mars. The Great Pyramid in the same way tells you how to find the five-sided pyramid on Sidonian City on Mars. And that is not just limited to those two sites, it's throughout the world. And it is recorded basically that, that they are communication systems and Stonehenge is aligned to Saturn. I can't imagine that the humans at that time in history were sophisticated enough to do that kind of uh, detailed thinking and, and processing. But what, what we're gauging that on is, is the humans of today. And we look at the humans today who we are told by science is the most advanced that our race has ever been, which is totally incorrect. Einstein's e equals MC squared is false. So the science of physics is all based upon Einstein's theory, which is not correct. And it is leading us astray. 
And when you look at the advanced consciousness of the ancients of the past, such as the elongated skull race, and you find these elongated skulls at every sacred site in the world, Stonehenge, Russia, Peru, Germany, South America, Egypt, they were an advanced god race that needed an advanced brain capacity. Hence the reason they had elongated skulls because with that greater brain capacity, you had a greater spiritual ability. And they were able to build these ancient sites with levitation by sound. They were able to cut the bricks by lasers created by frequencies of sound. And when you go to certain places inside and outside of these wonderful monuments, such as the Sphinx and the Great Pyramid, there are doorways that you cannot see. But if you utter the correct word in the correct frequency at the correct time, which is seven or divisible by seven, you have doorways that open up that lead. Uh, uh, so that, that's in the pyramids? That's the Great Pyramid. In yeah, Egypt, yeah. right? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Now, to give your, your, your viewers some kind of comparison. Has anybody said those magic words yes. in the last 50 years? Is that ha have you seen that happen? I know it's happened. Okay. All Do right. I, I don't know okay. what the word is, et cetera, et cetera. And I know what the time is. And when it opens seven feet, ironically, because seven will be visible mm -hmm. by seven, seven is the key to the third dimension. It takes you down steps. 980 feet into the ground. Now, to give you some kind of comparison, that it is just short of the Eiffel Tower in Paris down. And when you get to, to many rooms within the Great Pyramid, for example, there are multiple other rooms that appear to be sealed, but they are voice activated, sound activated doors. And when you open them, it catalogues every era of humanity, past, now, and future that would be the akashic records it is part of i mean the, the akashic record is what the egyptians called the hall of records or what i would call the universal library whatever name you want to give it. it's basically access to universal knowledge and wisdom and that happens when you bypass physicality when you step outside your five sense reality and you then connect to the higher frequencies the higher places where you get downloads of information, lots of information that you know you wouldn't normally have access to. If somebody came across the sound that would open the door and they recreated that sound, would, would that door open and anybody could go through if you had the that, that open sesame command? That's exactly where the open sesame mythology comes into it really um, lucky guest <laughs> because, because basically the, the, you know the egyptian knowledge was taken by the hebrews and the kabbalah which later became christianity so christianity really that the real bible is the geezer pattern and when you start looking at i'm sorry the, uh, the real bible is what the geezer platter in egypt really and that is connected to the british isles which is really the true holy lands and it's not jerusalem of the middle east it is scotland in the uk that is the, the the real holy lands see history has been completely rewritten by the church of rome 
I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that because my DNA says like I'm uh, 72% Scottish. So <laughs> there's another 10% from the Midlands, by the way, but that's a good mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that area is the Holy Land? Yes. The real Holy Land? Yes. When you look at Palestine, it is, it means between two walls, and that is Hadrian's Wall and Antoinette's Wall, which is the region of Palestine in Scotland. When you look at King Arthur, Arthur's face is in Scotland. When you look at Edinburgh, it means the town or the city of Eden. All of these different things are correlated. When you look at the, the Egyptian queen, Scotia, who I am related to, that is where the name Scotland comes from, Scotia. Really? So there's a correlation between ancient Egypt and the British Isles, Ireland, Scotland, the UK is the Holy Lands, predominantly Scotland. And it brings Wales into it because the Wales, Wales has an emblem, which is the dragon. The dragon is hinted at in the surname of King Arthur, which is Pendragon, which means dragon master. So the return of King Arthur is the return of the planetary initiation where God energies and God frequencies are coming into earth through the chalice points and they are creating a planetary initiation. If you imagine the ley lines or the dragon lines or the dragon nodes or the chalice points or the dragon eggs that these ley lines are called, if you imagine that the heart pumps blood all around our veins, that is what is happening on the planetary level in the ley lines. And when you bring this, this divine energy into the chalice points, which are marked by domes, etc., or monuments and monoliths of the world, they are at chalice points. Now, what other story gives you the chalice? The Holy Grail. So what is the Holy Grail? It is the sonic blueprint of creation, the hub of which, for Europe at least, is Rosalind Chapel. And the Knights Templars are the guardians of the Grail. So that is your Holy Grail. It is hidden in Scotland. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm just uh, just a little bit behind you on this one. I'm just 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 um, so um, the. There's a, a, a group of people that would say the knights you mentioned, knights of Templar, you said? Knights Templar, yeah. Um, are actually part of the Illuminati and they want to control the, the world in a different way. And, and um, those conspiracy theorists from those days um saw the knights templar as as bad and evil the bad guys is that is that true or that correct it's like any any system that, that started off for the good there are always people within that that establishment that want to serve the self and not the masses uh, but when you do that you degrade the sacred knowledge to black magic to the black arts and when you look at the world today, it is really run on black magic, the black arts. 
So that is really the fallen. Yeah, that's ones, brilliant, man. The fallen ones, but your Knights Templars are very much survived in your high degree Masons, and yes, there are some of them that want to keep this information to themselves and keep it away from the masses, and there are people who have come back to make sure that it gets out. So you have the, this, this tug of war between, shall we say, so-called dark and so-called light, where some people want it to be revealed and some people want it to be concealed. And whichever wolf wins, but the good side, the positive side, has already won because it was written in the Great Pyramid. So we are literally just acting out the scene. But it, 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 it's, it's a good outcome, but we still have to fight the fight beforehand. So the Templars really take you into Mary Magdalene, into the into the chalice, into the, should we say, the Dead Sea Scrolls, which they took and, and hid within Rosalind Chapel. Now, when I've done the blueprint, they meaning the 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 knights, the knights Templars. Okay, yes. Because they, they were originally the knights, that or, or the priests of the Temple of Yahweh, and Yahweh means to breathe. It means to exhale and to inhale. That is what Yahweh means. So when you look at the word conspiracy, conspiracy means to breathe together. So you can have all of the conspiracy theories that, that you want to have, but understand the word. You know, when, when people claim that I'm a blasphemer, and I admit that I am on the basis of knowing what it means. You're the blasphemer? That's what they, they I've been called. Now, when you look at a tree, which comes from the same word as true, and we could go into the druids if you wish, but nevertheless, tree is true. And the only part of the tree that you cannot see are the roots. So the roots are the hidden, the secret knowledge. Now the word blaspheme or blasphemer in Hebrew means to uproot. So in other words, you are uprooting sacred hidden knowledge and you are bringing it into the public arena. That is what a blasphemer really is. So when somebody turns around and says you're a blasphemer, I say, thank you very much. Yes, I am. Because I'm revealing this hidden knowledge and I'm bringing it into the public arena. I remember one of my teachers from about 40 years ago, one of my teachers, as in my, my, my spiritual teacher, he, he also was a guest on my, the, the, this podcast. Um, he, he was giving this, this talk about sin. And he said the original meaning of sin was to miss it was a, an archery it was an archery uh term when you missed the target they would yell sin um it, oh he was right okay basically sin yes it is an archery term but sin basically means ignorance now when you get the word gnosis which is g-n-o-s-i-s which means knowledge of the tree or knowledge of the cross then when you look at the word ignorance, it contains G-N-O. So ignorance is the avoidance of knowledge. Ignorance is missing the mark, which is sin, which is ignorance. Now, when you are a Gnostic and you have knowledge, you cannot be a sinner because you haven't missed the mark. And the mark is there, the open eye, which is Osiris. So, so... There's no need to be going around killing those people that are making those statements. Well, not anymore, right? <laughs> we hope. Well, the, the thing is, anything that was outside of scripture in, in, in the ancient times, you were pretty much murdered for uttering anything outside of scripture. In modern day, you are basically assassinated on Facebook or Twitter 
football because it, it's it's a different means, but it's it, it's there to try and get the same outcome, which is to keep you guys. I I always tell people this. Um, up until July first, two thousand and nineteen, and starting back, um, I don't know what month it would be in um, eighteen ninety five. There was the Witchcraft Act in Canada, and it stated anyone who fraudulently a tells fortunes for a consideration. Um, section two, uh, anyone who who uses um, an occult or crafty science to to um, give healing and cure. Uh, section three was anyone who would accuse someone of a crime using an occult or crafty science. There's a fourth one I can't remember. Is is punishable by a summary conviction of not more than one year in jail and not more than five thousand um, dollars. And then all of a sudden, on July first, two thousand and nineteen, it didn't exist. It was section three two eight or three two six of the criminal code. Um, and and up until that day, um, from the start of my career, I was I was I was breaking the law every day. You know. Thing is, when you tell me before the show that you've been to Coventry, I have. Coventry is the tree of the Covent. So again, you, you're talking about witchcraft. And that beautiful cathedral is that representative of the Covent? Well, beautiful cathedrals are sound amplifiers spiritual buildings designed upon dragon nodes chalice points so when you see these lovely hymns and chants within cathedrals certainly in the olden days it was the it was the vibration of sanctity when you go into stonehenge and you begin to use tonal wills which is voice harmonics you make the sounds of the rings sing and i've experienced that when you go into the likes of the great pyramid every stone is a note, is a tune, is a chord, is an octave. And they are amplifications of sound because sound is creation. And there are nine tones or nine notes that is the whole of creation. So how many pyramids do we have in Giza? Nine. So these things are really astronomical, astrological, natural law, universal law, all of these different things are encompassed within and ingrained within as a secret within these lovely monuments. Now, when you look at the word stone, which then is very biblical, the word stone means father and son. Now, when you analyze son, you get sonic resonance sound. So, in other words, they were built by sound. Were all these creations they are seems to be creations from compared to what we're experiencing today in our world it, it is very different profoundly different than what what our world looks like um did that all happen in like one command or has it been or did it develop over centuries because the, the the elongated skull people were to say a, a spiritual advanced race and they operated on what is known as the seventh sphere of creation now the seventh sphere of creation 
then relates to, the, to your seven days of creation. So the seventh <laughs> sura is basically the connection to the God mind, which is the creative mind. And because they were operating as that, they were literally the walking gods on earth. Now, when you look at the modern day word elite, it, it just means God's chosen ones. So they believe still that they are God's chosen ones. However, they have degraded the sacred knowledge of old and, and degraded it into the black arts, into black magic. So it was all an advanced spiritual science in which these monuments were built in order to, to be a legacy for the knowledge and the wisdom that once ruled the earth. And when the elongated skulls that the Bible call, or the Bible actually reduces it to one, saying the son of God, when really it was the sons of God, they were the elongated skulls of the past. But they realized that their power was being overtaken by the lust for control by other groups. And knowing that this was inevitably coming, they insulated their advanced technology, such as the Ark of the Covenant, such as all these things that would be dangerous in their own hands. They insulated them in the likes of the Great Pyramid, which is why you see massive shafts like the Queen's Chamber that are blocked because it is insulating advanced technology. And they spread out across the world. Now, when they spread out across the world, wherever you find sacred, spiritually designed buildings, uh, pyramids, monoliths, stone circles, all of these different things. It is a harmonic resonance to Mother Earth, an offering to Mother Earth. But wherever you see these things is where they disembarked and where they insulated their advanced technology. And that is why when you, when you follow the arterial ley lines, energies of Earth, you will find monuments that we've not found yet. And some of them are in the depths of the Amazon rainforest. As long as you follow a magnetic ley line, if they're there, you will find them because that is what they put them upon. They, they had a map, almost like an ordnance survey map of the world's magnetic lines. And when you see the domes of the modern day world, like St. Paul's Cathedral in London, like the Washington DC dome, like uh, Notre Dame and all these places, the dome is the dragon dome or the dragon egg which marks the intersections of portal-making energies. Okay. Now, please, please, please forgive my, my simplicity. Um, the bad guys must know that information too. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't the bad guys come along and kick down the wall in the pyramid to get that? They're trying to. Now, oh, okay. But for the, for the last couple of years, the, the UK government has been suggesting and pushing for a highway, concrete highway, to be built directly underneath Stonehenge. Now, for anybody who Really? Been, yes. Anybody who's been to Stonehenge, you will realise that for miles and miles and miles, in any direction that you look, it is fields. It really so feels obscene to, to do anything near that structure, regardless of what you think or feel about it, other than to, to, to do anything to that land would, would be outrageous. It is. But you see, when you want to disrupt the magnetic holy grail, when you want to stop a planetary initiation, 
which then raises the consciousness level of humanity, you want to control it. And by disrupting it with highways underneath it is a way in which they're trying to control it. The Church of Rome realized that many of these monuments and sites around the world, and even the ley line map of the UK, is based upon exact star placements throughout the year. Now, they also realized that if they change the calendar, then it would disalign people from the correct star frequencies. Oh, now, so the Gregorian calendar. Exactly. So if you ask yourself, why is September, which relates to seven, why is it the ninth month? Why is October, which relates to eight, the tenth month? Why is December, which relates to 10, the 12th month? Because the Church of Rome changed it to misalign us with these star frequencies. Uh -huh. And it really is a case of, of understanding that and changing them back into a, an alignment. Have they always been the bad guys? They've been the bad guys for a long, 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 long time. When, I, when I've looked at Egyptian star codes, which was the, the, the basis of the Hebrew calendar. When I looked at Egyptian star codes, I was able to date the Great Pyramid as 73,440 years of age. Hmm. 73,000? Just under 74,000 years of age. And that is in, in relation to Egyptian secret star codes that have been put inside the Dead Sea Scrolls, which the Knights Templars took and put inside Rosalind Chapel, which is the center of the wheel of European magnetic ley lines. Okay. And I have managed to look at a, a map of Scotland, put a certain geometric shape over the map, map of Scotland, measure where Rosalind Chapel is on that map, I'll then put that sacred geometric shape over the floor plan of Rosalind Chapel. And lo and behold, it tells me where the temples have hidden the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, those Dead Sea Scrolls would bring down the church, literally. Because well, the I'm sorry, what would the Dead Sea Scrolls do to the church? It would collapse the church. Because the, the church, the whole basis of the church is the resurrection story of Christ. Now, there's one thing that these sacred Jewish mystic scrolls do not mention. One character who is never mentioned, that is Christ, who supposedly walked and was the king of the Jews. And they've never mentioned him. They've mentioned other characters, but not Christ. So the resurrection really is your own internal rebirth, your own internal resurrection. It is the awakening of your own illumination. Oh, could you ever get into a lot of shit? Do you have an escort? Like, do you have you do you have armed security, or <laughs> are you allowed in churches? <laughs> some of them, some of them, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've, I've volunteered my service. I've volunteered to go to the Museum of Cairo uh, to teach them about Egypt. They said no, thanks for mainstream. I spoke to the British Museum in London the Egyptology department and they said no thanks I've uh, offered to go to to various cathedrals and churches to do a group tour 
and I've been completely honest with them. Some of them said no, some of them said yes, but you need a, one of our guides. And some of them said yes, just give us a date and go ahead. So the ones that said, yeah, give us a date and go ahead, I will formulate a group tour around those cathedrals. And then we'll go inside the cathedrals and we'll actually tell people what, what these symbols mean, what their religion really is and where it came from. So the time, the time is now, the now time. Just making a, a slight switch um, about the church. And, and, and I really don't want, I personally don't want to be raining down on the church. I'm not big enough, strong enough or whatever to get into a fight with them. Um, and I'm not particularly religious. So, um, um, and you just, just, so the church, there, there were many um, um, chapters of the Bible um, that didn't make it into the Bible. And, and one of them was Mary Magdalene. And what I've heard is that Mary Magdalene was um, made to look like or be a prostitute because Peter and a couple of the other guys were having trouble dealing with women that had power and, and they maligned her um, for all of history. And according to what I've heard, um, Mary Magdalene was, was in fact um, Jesus's wife and not a prostitute at all. And, and, that, and that the um, gospel of Mary Magdalene was deliberately left out of the Bible. Is that, is that true? The church likes prostitutes because when, when, when everybody- I'm sorry, the church what, prostitutes? The, the, the church likes prostitutes. Likes? Uh, let, let, let me show you how. We have all given, I'm sure your yes. viewers and so have I, have given to charity. Yep. Okay. The word charity comes from charities, which means temple prostitute. So when you are making a donation to charity, you are paying for the services of the temple prostitutes. So straight away, you can get back straight at them. I have to close my mouth. My, I just realized my mouth is wide open. Probably my eyes were wide open too. Look what you're saying. <laughs> That's why the church is a charitable organization because it is the temple prostitutes that people paid for their services, which is charity, the charities. When you look at Mary Magdalene, she relates highly to the number 153, which then can be reduced to the number nine. You know, one plus five plus three is nine. Yeah. Now you have Christ who caught 153 fish. You have 153 days of Christ's ministry. You have the entrance to the Great Pyramid, which is on the 17th course level. So when you add up one, plus two, plus three, plus four, all the way to 17, you get 153. When you go inside the Grand Gallery of the Great Pyramid, it has 153 steps and it is 153 long. Now the word, the, the, the numerics of, of the number 153 is the sons of God. They will then go straight back to the beginning of the elongated skulls. When you look at geometry, in Greek, the name Mary Magdalene equals in, in geometria, which is the numerical value of words, 153. 
So Mary Magdalene is 153. Now, when you look inside the vesica pisces, which people say is the womb, because the, the, the two interlinks are the yoni, if you measure from left to right, it is 153 units. So we have a pinnacle mathematical and geometric number in relation to Mary Magdalene. So what is in sound, in the sound of creation, what is the vesica pisces? Well, it is the creator of the pentagram, which is elemental knowledge. And this is the creator of the hexagram, which is planetary knowledge. So when you do five plus six, it equals the sacred number 11, which is elemental and planetary knowledge, which leads to spiritual enlightenment. When you look at the sound of the Vesica Pisces, it is really the second major of God. Now, <clears throat> the second major, major, really is a sound that separates the octave into 12 parts. What shape is the universe according to science? The dodecahedron, which is 12. Well, how many disciples do we have? 12. How many stars of revelation do we have? The zodiac, 12 constellations. You know, how many knights of the round table did Arthur have? 12. And there's so much reference to sound creation and when, again, when you look at these dragon lines, these George and the dragon, which is the snake in the ground, which are your ley lines, the serpent, and your George, who mean, which means cleanser of the land. George is the cleanser of the dragon lines. That is the battle of George and the dragon. And the keepers of that are the Knights Templar and this sonic blueprint of creation is the Holy Grail. That is why Magdalene is connected to the Holy Grail. Now, when you look at the likes of the Mount Lisa, when you look at the, the face of the Sphinx of Egypt, when you look at the face of, of Mars, they all appear to have a feminine androgynous face. That is because the face represents the Christos Sophia, which is Mother Nature. It is the goddess. Now, the goddess has to return in order for the planetary initiation to have some kind of equilibrium, because we have gone too far down the paternal masculine road. And the goddess, the feminine aspect of that equilibrium, must come back. And that really, in, in, a, in, a, in a deeper, mystical way, is what Mary Magdalene is. The Christ of Sophia, the female Christ. Christ as the mother, in other words, because Christ nurtures us. Christ looks after us. Christ is the good shepherd who looks after the flock. What is only begotten? Begotten means wounded lamb. Now, a wounded lamb falls behind the flock. It is in need to be brought back to speed, which is the word only, one accord. So when God sent his only begotten son, it is the sounds that awaken King Arthur, Pendragon, the Dragon Master, and give us a planetary initiation for the equilibrium of the Divine Mother, the Christos Sophia. That is Christ and Mary Magdalene. The God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. 
I've heard that it was God the Father, God the Son, God the Mother, but but they didn't want to put a woman in there, so they became the Holy Ghost. What, what is is that is that possible? Is is that true? Yes, because the, the word I see, God, I could tell by the smile on your face <laughs> the, something was right. <laughs> the, the word ghost means to heal. To heal. Why, okay. So in Hebrew, ghost comes from the word rapha. R-A-P-H-A, which then gives us the, the Archangel of Healing, Raphael. So oh. we have that which is healing. Now, we are healed within the womb. Because when we come into this three-dimensional world, we fall from a celestial place, sorry, celestial place to a terrestrial place. It is the fall of man. And the only way that we can come into this three-dimensional linear time is through the womb which is God's vessel, which is the gateway. But when we see the likes of hand symbols that the likes of Donald Trump does, anything that is the two thumbs together like that means the return to the ether. And the womb shape below it is, is the galactic consciousness because the word galactic, the word gala, means mother's milk. So you have the galaxy, which is the mother's milk, and you have the Milky Way, which is the mother's milk. And that is galactic consciousness and the return to the ether. The biblical David is the hand, because David in Hebrew relates to the number 14, which are the 14 giants of the hand. But we then have two hands. So if you put your two hands together, let me see if you can see. Mm -hmm. uh, my two little fingers are the earth, and my two thumbs are the ether. Now, in between the earth and the ether is the sephirot, the tree of life of the Kabbalah. And that is why you see so many pop stars, movie stars, politicians, giving you all of these and symbols, which they know the meaning of in a public place. I have noticed in some of the things that you've been talking about, um, a lot, there's been a lot of Hebrew involvement in the foundation, including the reference to the chosen one. Yes. Is, is is so the ancient hebrew were were part of that highly evolved uh group of beings that there is there is mystical hebrew the same as there is mystical christianity the same as there is mystical islam so you have exoteric and esoteric in any religion now the the exoteric is what the masses are told to believe the esoteric is the truth behind the mask and when you look at ancient hebrew you know the 22 sounds of creation correspond to the 22 letters of the hebrew alphabet which is really the sonic of creation the number 22 that is why the book of revelation conceals pi which is 22 over 7 so 22 times 7 gives you your normal pi and that is pi really Every time you see a circle in nature, it is the appearance of pi. And what that is telling you, it is the circle of resurrection, which is what the book of Revelation to reveal is really telling you. And you can go into the four beasts, which are really the four elements, which then relates to your dragon, which then relates to King Arthur, which then relates to Wales, which then relates to the dragon lines of, of the UK and around the world. And it always goes back to the same place. So the Hebrew Kabbalah have taken 
Egyptian knowledge and also Scotland UK knowledge because they are highly connected and, and there is proof that the original Holy Land is not in the Middle East at all. It is in Scotland. Love it. And it has been completely rewritten by the Church of Rome because they were in a battle against... Hadrian was in a battle against a character called Bar Kokhba, which basically means the son of the star. Now, the star is the pentagram, which is the symbol of the mystery schools, the five. The earth, water, air, fire, ether. Now, when you say what you are told by certain conspiracy theorists that this is bad and this is 666, mm. no, it isn't. It is the, the, uni, the, the unity of fire and ether or the unity of water and ether or air and ether or earth and ether. So even people within the truth movements have it wrong in terms of what these things really mean. So the book of Revelation is the Sphinx of Egypt and Arthur's face in Edinburgh, the city or the town of Eden is on a Sphinx shed hill. And when King Arthur returns, it signals the return of planetary initiation, the Magdalene and the Christ. When King Arthur King returns. Arthur. Yes. And the implication is King Arthur returning is a reincarnation of Jesus? King, King Arthur returning is the, the reactivation of the energetic lines of Earth. Certain rituals are being held where they are bringing energies and frequencies from the God worlds into the chalice points of this vector space grid system on Earth. So you have the stars, which are a grid system, because they are connected to each other by lines, by dots. That is vector space. If you get a dot, which is zero dimension, which is creation in a dormant state, that can be all possibility in an instant. If you take that dot and you move that dot in any line, it becomes, so that dot in any direction becomes a line. So you now have the dot and the line of vector space. Now the line technically could be infinite. It could go on forever. But in a, in a reality of beginning and end, that line has to be stopped, it has to be confined. And it is confined within a triangle. So the triangle is divinity, divine geometric creation manifest in the third dimension. Now, when you get a third dimensional triangle, you get a pyramid. So the building blocks of matter is the cube, just like in Mecca. So the building blocks of creation is a cube. Now, when you take the top four corners of a cube, it gives you a pyramid. So what does the pyramid represent? It means the divine manifest within matter. Anyone who has discovered their own divinity within them, their own internal illumination, which is Christ, is represented by the pyramid. And that is what the pyramid is. And the, the, the return of Arthur, the same as the return of the Sphinx, the same as the, the, you know, the second coming of Christ, 
is really talking about the reactivation of the energetic grid lines. This is like really deep stuff, you know. <laughs> this is really, I a lot of the things that you're talking about, um, I've never heard before. Um, and, and I'm blown away by um, the things that you're saying because they make sense. And how you're saying what you're saying makes sense. Perhaps 10 years ago, I would have thought it was weird, um, but, but certainly not now. I want to want to get back to the Scotland thing. Um, so, so Scotland is 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 part of the Great Holy Land. Is this is this correct? No, and I'm really please, please I'm, I I am not being um, in any way insulting when I'm saying the Great Holy Land. I just don't have the quite the right words. I'm but I'm seeing this with great respect. I, as I said, I have a high percentage of my DNA is 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 Scottish. Um, I have nothing in my background that would indicate I have any Jewish connection or Hebrew connection, yet I have a very deep connection with, with um, my, 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 my brothers and uh, my Hebrew brothers and sisters, and, and I have a, a, a really close um, bond with, with, with many. Um, is that part of a is that the dna connection that i would that i would have with would that explain it Some, sometimes we have connections we're not always aware of and because we are such a various mix of, of, of many different star nations and, and whatever you know dna is really a frequency carrier so it comes from different places and it ends up in certain other places but within your dna it has specific instructions and when you conceive a child that dna knows that it needs to be a thumb or a little finger or a nose or two eyes it mm -hmm. just knows because it's 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 a it's a an information carrier so it has already been programmed to create and that comes from the cosmos in different places so we really don't know our linear line other than to say it is a universal linear line and some people feel very, very attracted to certain star systems. That is probably because they've had experiences there. But normally, you know, the, the physical body on, on planet Earth comes from the carbon and the oxygen created by an exploding star in the Orion Nebula, which is known as the, the triple alpha effect. So when you have a child, you call them a youngster, you're really calling them a young star because they are they have come from the Orion Nebula. I love this stuff, you know. This is great. So, you know, if, if we are saying that we are from Earth, well, then our physical body isn't, and our genetics is not. So we are all technically starseeds. And we have many, many different lines of linear. And when you look at the word Jerusalem, it really means the whole holy, complete man. And when you look at Israel, it means the fractal leap from human. So in other words, it is a transmutation, it is an ascension. But the Holy Lands were rewritten by the Romans when in, in, in effect, it was, the, it was the British Isles. And, and Bar, Bar Kokhba was known as the Jewish Messiah.
who had and wore a thistle, which is the emblem of Scotland, which then gives you the crown of thorns. Michael Feely, you have blown my mind today, sir. <laughs> I am, my brain is overflowing with knowledge that I just am having trouble absorbing. Thank you for, for, for what you've shared uh, with us. I'm, I, and I know for you, it's just scratched the surface, but for me, you've blown me out of the water. How can people find you and uh, connect with you? The best place really is my website, which, which takes you to a multitude of other places, which is michael-feely.com. Uh, and from there, you can connect, uh, contact, you know, read newsletters, read articles, look at videos, have one-on-one -on -one calls. So that, so that the best place is probably to go to the website and from there. People can get one-on-one -on -one calls with, with, with you? Yes. And they can talk to you like I just done? And you yes. do that? Yes. Oh, wow. Lucky people. So, yeah, so that, that's all in. It is in the one place, but that one place then leads you to other places. So it's probably best to start in, in the centre. But that's, well, that, that's kind of like what you've been studying um, this, this last uh, however many years, just starting at the centre and working out, I guess. Um, thank you for the privilege, Michael. Thank you so much. No, it's an absolute pleasure. And thank you. And anything. Wow. Michael, his, his, Michael's in three, two, one. Wow. Michael's conversation tonight, what he had to say was the most profound uh, conversation I've ever had that I can remember in my existence. So much information he shared uh, filled my brain to the point that I could hardly speak and hardly think. It was just amazing. Michael, thank you for being on my side of the crystal ball. That brings us to the end of uh, our, our show tonight. Uh, before we uh, get going, I just have a request. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. Subscribing uh, gets us a whole lot of attention, gets us higher ratings, please do that. But in, incidentally, subscriptions are, uh, are free. And like, you know, just, just click the like button and make a comment. And if you have any questions, put them in the comment section. Um, we'll answer them, I promise. So, um, so that's, that's if you're watching us on YouTube. You can also find us on uh, Apple, Spotify, and uh, iHeart News. You can find me personally, uh, my, my website, www.robertlindsaymilne.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And now, just before I say my final goodbyes, please do good, stay safe, and above all, just be kind. Good night, everybody. Okay.